The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
2022 meeting of the Ann Arbor Renters Commission. The purpose of the Renters Commission is to advise the city council and city administrator on matters affecting renters in the city. The Ann Arbor Renters Commission is made up of voting members who are appointed by the mayor and approved by city council. Um, city council members who are appointed also non-voting liaisons um, with the Housing and Human Services Advisory Board and a non-voting representative to the University of Michigan Student Services. To speak during the public comment opportunity, um, members of the public can speak through the webinar link or by phone, depending on your method of access to this meeting. For phone access, please call 877-853-547 or 888-788-0099 and enter meeting ID 953-8080-1941. You will hear an automated announcement that the host is allowing you to speak. Please state your name at the beginning of your comments. City staff will indicate when callers have 30 seconds left of their three minute comment period. After three minutes, they will be placed on mute so that we can proceed to the next speaker. All right. Moving on to roll call. Since this is an electronic meeting, please state where you're attending the meeting from. Um, city and state. All right. Commissioner Zachariah. Uh, present. I'm from, I'm attending from Ann Arbor. Okay. Commissioner Welch. Commissioner uh, Peterson. Uh, Commissioner Kelly. Here, calling in from Ann Arbor. Commissioner. Oh, Commissioner Cohen Smith. Here, and I'm calling in from Ann Arbor. Commissioner Rommel. Here, Ann Arbor. Commissioner Cato. Commissioner Chen. I'm calling from Romulus uh, DTW Airport. Commissioner Mukji. Hi, I'm here. I'm calling in from Ann Arbor. And then we also have um, both Councilmember Nelson and Councilmember Regina present. And Gail Rosen, the um, liaison to the University of Michigan Student Legal Services. Great. So we have a quorum. Kristen, uh, this is AJ Redmond. I'm here as well. Oh, I'm, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm calling in from Ann Arbor. Thank you. Can't get rid of me that easily, you know. 
No, I apologize. <laughs> I have to update my list here. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right, so moving on to the item three, approval of the agenda. Do we have a motion to approve the agenda? Okay. I will so move. You have a second? Second. I second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? Approved as presented. Moving on to item four, approval of the minutes. Before you are the minutes of the July 26th meeting of the Renters Commission. Um, are there any comments or corrections to the minutes? Any a motion to approve them? I motion to approve the minutes. A second. A second. Thank you. All in favor? Yeah. Aye. 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 Are we going with I or yay? What's the appropriate? Uh, um, whatever your preferences. Okay. <laughs> Any opposed? Okay. Unanimously approved. All right, we'll move on to the next item, public comment. All right, this is an opportunity for members of the public viewing this meeting to speak to the commission for up to three minutes. If you would like to address the Renters Commission, please press star nine if you're listening over the phone, or you can use the raise hand feature if you're viewing through the web link. I will select callers or Zoom attendees who have raised their hand and call on them by their phone number or username. So if there are any attendees who would like to speak to the Renters Commission, please raise your hand. Caller with the username Ricardo M. You have three minutes to speak to the Renters Commission. You can unmute yourself to address the Renters Commission. Caller with the username Ricardo M. You are allowed to address the Renters Commission. You can do so by unmuting yourself. Okay. 
right? There are no other um, attendees with hands raised. Um, um, so. Kristen, should you perhaps promote John Reiser, the city assistant city attorney to the panel? I mean, he has been panelist for the previous meetings. Sure. All right, seeing no other attendees, I will close the public comment. John Reiser from Ann Arbor, if you need that information. Thanks. This is our first televised meeting. So in case there are any late um, joiners to the CTN stream, I'm gonna read that phone number again um, because uh, just in case there's anyone watching who wanted to. Very briefly, you are watching and you'd like to call in to address the Renters Commission, please call 888-788. 0099 and enter meeting ID 953-8080-1941. And we'll give this just a minute. Um, there's a little bit of a delay between the live, um, between what we're in now and the live stream on CTN. I forgot about that, so it'll be just a minute. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Um, where can people watch CTN? Is it just the, like the, the live YouTube channel or is there another way? They can watch on um, live online on the CTN page and then also on, there's two different channels. Um, Uh, Comcast Channel 16 and AT&T Channel 99, which is the government channels for all of the other uh, public meetings. And, meeting and folks, folks can also go to a2gov.org slash watch CTN and be able yes. to watch it there. All right, there are no callers or attendees with raised hands. Um, so we'll uh, move on to the next item, which is election of officers. At an earlier meeting, the Renters Commission elected a temporary chair and vice chair. And now that there have been several meetings and you all um, know each other a bit better, it's appropriate to um, elect a chair and vice chair for a full term. So how that works is we'll um, someone will nominate a member of the commission and that will be the motion to nominate one of you as chair and then we'll do a second and then vote and then do the same for vice chair. 
question? Yes. Are the um, council members eligible to serve as officers? That's a good question. Check the bylaws. I, I don't know of any commissions where that is currently happening. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're eligible, but I would say I think there is a benefit to not having us serve in the chair capacity. Um, it is it God, sorry. I, I was just going to say I think it adds a little bit of a additional kind of buy-in for the the commission to not have the council members who already have a vote at the council table also running the commission. Okay, I won't nominate you, Travis. <laughs> I see. I think it needs to be a voting member of the commission. You're probably right. Yeah. Zachariah, would you like to continue? Continue as the chair, you mean? Yes. Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that part. Yeah. Well, I'll nominate you as chair. Okay. Thank you. I can second the nomination. Oh, AJ can second it. Go ahead. <laughs> I second. Sure, that's <laughs> fine. Thank you. I'd like to second the nomination. Thank you. All right. All in favor of this nomination? Yeah. Yes. Aye. 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 <laughs> Any opposed? All right. Unanimous. Is there any... Um, nomination for a vice chair. The vice chair's role is a little bit less intense um, on the occasion that the chair is unable to make it to the meeting. You would be responsible for that. You'll also be copied on all of my emails to the chair. So you get a little bit more emails. And it will say vice chair next to your name on the city's website. Kristen, who is our current temporary vice chair? Our is current temporary vice chair is Lucy. She's not present at this meeting. Um, and I don't know if um, they're interested in continuing that. And Well, um, she's not present. She can't decline. So I'm going to nominate her for vice chair. <laughs> Is there a second? I'll second. <clears throat> All in favor? Lucy Peterson yeah. is vice chair. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye. <clears throat> Aye. Great. So moving <laughs> forward, oh, was there a Moving forward, Zachariah and Lucy will be chair and vice chair. Um, and is there any questions? Okay. Zachariah, do you want to take over facilitating sure. the meeting? <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. I thanks everybody. Um, I know the chair is mostly a procedural thing, but um, you know, if there's anything I'm doing that upsets you or I think I should be doing differently. Just let me know. Um, I really do appreciate it. And I hope that uh, Lucy is okay with it, with, <laughs> with being the vice chair. But I guess if she's not, she can always just step down. We can find a new person. Um, okay. So 
Uh, thank you very much, Kristen. That brings us to point 6B, 6-B, uh, right to renew update. Um, so I guess I can start off and maybe I could pass it off to the council members uh, since I've been somewhat involved. Uh, so we, as you know, at our last our, uh, our last special meeting, we passed a resolution advocating for the council to pass a right to renew ordinance of some sort. Um, and we asked the, the council if they make any changes to the version that we passed in, in our resolution that we stay informed in, in, in the process here. Uh, I think it, I think we, we should probably decide how we want to stay involved as a commission. If it's if we want to wait until our next meeting, if they propose a change, we want to wait until our next meeting, and then you know we can discuss it. Or if we want to designate people so that it can be more of a um, free flowing and quicker response to any proposed changes. But um, there uh, at the last council meeting, Council Member Nelson introduced a resolution saying that, we, that they, they should pass right to renew, but then uh, they uh, you tabled that council member Nelson. And that was, uh, I was part of that discussion about, you know, why it should be tabled. Basically the stage we're at right now is um, hopefully there will be some changes made uh, to the, uh, to the language and then it will be introduced as an ordinance amendment, not as a resolution, but an ordinance amendment. And um that will take at least two readings, and I'm guessing there will probably be there will probably be some changes, especially since we've gotten some feedback. Um, Council members Nelson or Regina, do you have anything to share beyond that? The only thing that I can add is that um, the city attorney uh, Atlin Cower uh, says that they are going to have a memo available by August 26th, hopefully sooner. And so um, we are still waiting to get feedback from the city's legal department, but August 26th was the date that I was given. Um, I, will, I will also briefly add, we, we did hear from some members of uh, the Housing and Human Services Advisory Board that they have some interest in reviewing the language. I know that, um, uh, I have connected Zachariah to several members of that commission so that those conversations can begin before their next formal meeting uh, so that this work can kind of continue. And um, I would also just applaud the commission in reappointing Zachariah as chair because I know he has been doing a ton of work behind the scenes on all of this on all of your behalf to keep this moving forward. Um, and so hopefully he will um, he'll be able to connect with some of them them soon and also be able to provide updates on, on that. I know a few of the agencies in particular were interested in just making sure that whatever impact it might have on the the folks that they serve, um, that they were also looking at it and and were able to raise any questions or concerns uh, before it got too far into the process. Um, and, and very briefly, I also just heard from Lucy that she accepts. So <laughs> she, she is fine serving as vice chair. Thank you for the update, Travis. Um, yeah, uh, another addition here, which is in our agenda, uh, we received an email from uh, Jordan Els, um, who is a local landlord and is supportive of a few different reforms in the city. Um, and she raised some really good concerns, uh, very justified concerns about uh, right the, the current right to renew language, just some things that I think that should be addressed. 
Um, one of the things, I mean, you, I would encourage you all to read the email, but one of the things that she pointed out is if there's a multi-tenant unit with six people and there's three, two groups of three and three of them, you know, they, they don't get along and three of them say, well, we want to renew. And then the other three say, we want to renew. And they both find replacement tenants for each other. Then who, who's the, who gets the right to renew? I guess if you have multiple groups of tenants who are trying to replace the other groups, I don't think it's a very common situation, but it is something that should be um, uh, considered. So hopefully, uh, especially with the legal um, memo, uh, and, and conversations with the, with the legal staff, we can iron out some of those issues and some of the concerns raised. But I would like to open the floor for any thoughts about um, the general idea of right to renew, what we passed, and any concerns or problems you may have uh, heard. Uh, go ahead, Gail. I just wanted to say we also, I also was contacted by another local um, property manager and included in the minutes are, uh, are included in the packet is in, from, in some of her questions that hopefully um, the city attorneys can look at and be able to answer. Um, so I just wanted you get to point that out to you guys as well. Thanks, Gail. Nick? Gail, was that Jordan else? Because that's what's, or is there somebody else? So right about the, the email we received from Kristen has Jordan's email at the end, but the first page, I just um, kind of numbered the issues that the other property manager raised. Um, it's the, it's just the first page, one to eight. She was generally in, in support of, thank you. She was generally in support of the right to renew, but had some, um, had some questions. And also- Yeah, I, she I received a communication from Jordan as well. This um, is from also, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, there's some, right. It might've been the same for, it might've been the same forward, but go on. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that this was from, this is completely separate from Jordan. And, and while Jordan may agree with some of the questions, I in no way want to attribute this to her. The questions one through eight were from a, a property manager who reached out and these, these were her questions and, and concerns. Okay. Okay. Should I keep this up or can I stop sharing? I think you can stop sharing. We, we should all have it. <laughs> Thanks, Zachariah. Thanks. Um, okay. Any other um, points or, you, you know, I guess points of discussion? Go ahead, Hannah. Yeah, I had a quick question, understanding that I missed the last... Um, special meeting and I know the minutes weren't available when I last checked them. So I'm looking at appendix B still like from the stuff from today, but I thought that the questions from the email we're talking about from the property managers, the stuff about negotiation timelines. I had a question if that was addressed or if there's an update on that. I know myself, I'm always asking for little changes in the lease if something seems inapplicable or something like that. And I wasn't sure how that's been addressed, like if there's time to negotiate the lease before tenants accept? That's a really good question. Um, I don't believe in the current language there is. I think it's just a 30-day window to my understanding. Uh, go ahead, Richa. I've, we've been asked this question by other tenants in the past. Uh, 
so if this ordinance amendment were to pass in october or november would it come into effect for the year 2022 to 23 or would this only uh, be enforced in the next leasing cycle i don't i don't expect an answer right now but it's just a question that's come up a few times so i just wanted to forward that question to the group Travis, I, I I don't know, if John, if you feel comfortable trying to answer that last question. Um, I know that's something we've potentially talked about previously. John, if you'd like to respond, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's um, that's something that we're going to definitely address in our legal memorandum. The issue is going to be, well, does it impair uh, a contract right? So um, that's something that we'll, uh, uh, we'll look into uh, a potential challenge on, the, uh, on that basis and the applicability to current leases versus perspective going forward. Thanks. Nick? Uh, I've heard from, I'd say about five or six landlords and the theme of the there are probably about three or four main themes to the communication I've heard. One is questioning the need for the ordinance. Um, you know, what is the problem that we are trying to fix? The second theme is the um, concerns about the re-rental window, um, which I believe we tried to make corresponding with the early leasing ordinance. But there were still some concerns about that that window of opportunity that they felt was either too tight or the wrong window. Um, the third were some of the very practical that I call them the what ifs, you know, where somebody comes up with a situation. Um, a lot of those, I think, can be addressed with language. But the fourth and perhaps the most overriding concern that I heard was that there was some frustration about the inability to communicate um, that, that to, you know, uh, whether we call it a, um, a listening tour uh, that we hear from different constituent groups uh, that, but some landlords don't feel that they have a voice to be heard um, in this. And I think that that probably you're seeing also a split or a dichotomy between the reactions of the smaller landlords and um, you know and 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 then the bigger companies um, and the smaller landlords I think feel more impacted by some of those things and it was interesting to me because um, uh, Kristen I think in our agenda you linked us to it was an, actually a study of the Detroit landlord situation and I worked in legal services in Detroit doing landlord tenant work there for many years and I was still surprised to see, that the vast, vast majority of landlords are folks who just have one or two houses in there, or one or two units or something like that. And that's um, probably close to what we have here and just informally. So those are just some of the comments I've heard, and I just passed that on um, in lieu of, um, um, I just passed that on. So thank you. 
Thanks, Nick. Um, just to address the the first part of what um, I guess the first theme that you heard is a, a, from some landlords is is this necessary? I um, I've met quite a few people who've been counting on renewing their lease and simply weren't offered the chance to do so. Um, it's it's so prevalent that I just happen to know a few you know quite a few people uh, to whom this has happened. And in fact, one of my close coworkers. One of uh, three researchers my age in, in my lab, including myself, uh, that this happened to them. And now because of because they've had to move, they now have to commute from Dearborn all the way to Ann Arbor every single day just to get to work, which is pretty crazy. Um, so I do think that there's definitely a strong need, at least in uh, several um, uh, groups of, of tenants, of some version of, of right to renew. But I do agree with some of the, you know, some of the concerns that um, have been raised. I guess um, to ask a question back to you, Nick, do you think that there should be more outreach to 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 landlords before this is passed? It, that that's a thoughtful way to put it, and I appreciate that. Um, just in general, in decision-making for something to be successful, such as the ordinance that we're um, crafting, it's helpful if you have buy-in from the various constituent groups. I think we have that from the tenant groups, and I think you articulated pretty well, uh, Zachary, and certainly I've been working with uh, um, you and, and your um, fellow advocates for several months on this. And the things that you pass on anecdotally, you know, I'm hearing those too. It's very frustrating and expensive to have to face moving every year and not to be able to find um, housing. Um, you know, I, I can certainly understand that need. But the other, so we're hearing from tenants through the tenant advocates where the landlords, um, our one constituent group, um, the um, university might be another constituent group. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we could think of other stakeholders uh, as well. Um, and if there was some formal or systematic way that we could do this and we could get input from all the stakeholders um, without people feeling like we're trying to rush something through before they get a chance to be heard. We might have a better, we might have greater buy-in, um, and those are just some of the things that I'm hearing that I'm passing on, and um, hopefully that addresses your uh, your thoughtful questions, Zachariah. Yeah, I I hope that you know I know we will be discussing the town hall idea later in the meeting. I hope that that can somewhat satisfy um, that point. Uh, at least for other issues, I definitely do want to talk to more people as a commission. Um, and I, I have followed up with um, Jordan else, and I'm plan on doing a you know more thorough follow up with with her and some maybe some other landlords as well, just to make sure that they understand what's going, what's what's happening. That we've heard, you know, we hear their mm -hmm. concerns. I'm really happy that uh, Jordan emailed them. That was really uh, convenient mm -hmm. for all of us to look at that. Mm-hmm.
Go ahead, Travis. Yeah, I just don't want to lose in this conversation. I think it's been great. I, I don't want to lose a question you kind of initially answered or asked at the beginning, which is also, you know, as changes are potentially made to the draft ordinance, how the body wants to remain informed, um, acknowledging that, you know, if it's the entire body wants to kind of vote on a final draft, that that may be impacted kind of by your timeline of meetings and things like that as well, or if you're comfortable kind of appointing. I know, you know, Gail and Nick and Zachariah have been working pretty closely with staff on this already. Are you comfortable with them kind of speaking for the group as this moves through the process? Um, I think that would be important and helpful for, you know, us as your council liaisons to know when, when you guys feel like this has the buy-in of the body. Thanks, Travis. Dandan? Oh, you, you're muted, Dandan. I was listening. I'm still learning. And I was heard, uh, I heard that Nicholas was saying that uh, mentioned something like the small properties, owners, landlords, it's harder for them to uh, have their voice to be heard. So my question is, what is the difficulty? So what are the difficult parts for this smaller landlord to have the access approach to have their voice voice heard what are the difficulty parts and what are because I'm still learning so I'm not very familiar with the approach that we could let them know they do have those supports what that that's my question thank you Go ahead, Gil. I think more what I've been, what we were hearing from smaller landlords is that they're in a different position because the high rises, the bigger landlords, they generally don't assign a particular unit. So when you sign a lease for one of the high rises in Ann Arbor, you're signing a lease for, you know, a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment and not a specific unit. So they don't necessarily have to comply in the same way as a landlord who's renting out a smaller apartment building and someone's being assigned to a specific unit. That's what I'm hearing. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but, um, but those are some of the concerns that were raised. Thank you. Travis? Yeah, and I think to go a step further in terms of kind of providing that voice, obviously council has been hearing from from some landlords who are who are emailing us, I think obviously there is an opportunity for folks who could take advantage of public comment at this meeting, um, at council meetings. They could obviously email members of this body as well to to ask questions or to raise concerns. Um, and then I I will also acknowledge that there is also the potential that that two non-voting landlord seats could be filled on this body to, to have that perspective at the table as well. Um, and so those are kind of the options that were laid out to provide that perspective. Thank you. Uh, go ahead, Nick, actually. Go ahead. Okay. Um, do we have vacancies and are there pending applications for the vacancies? There is one voting vacancy and two 
non-voting landlord vacancies. Um, the two landlord vacancies, um, there have been two applications received and they have both been provided to the mayor's office. So those are mayoral, mayoral appointments. Um, there are several applications in for the voting position. Some of them are fairly recent. Staff hasn't had an opportunity to look at them, um, but that is something we're planning on doing in the next couple of weeks. You know, we, we sort of jumped at, I'm sorry, I'm not even raising my hand, but um, <laughs> quickly, like there, there is an opportunity for this, this commission to, to identify people to review those applications, to make a recommendation to the mayor. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a good point. Um, I guess, I don't know at what point during the meeting we could do that. Probably, what, um, question to, to Elizabeth, what have other commissions done? Who's usually the, the group of people? So I, the reason that possibility exists is because I brought a resolution asking for it. And the reason I did was because the bylaws of the Commission on Disabilities Issues includes that. And I came in sort of midstream and there was one person on the Commission of Disabilities Issues who was regularly just sort of pestering the mayor's secretary and saying, where are the applications? Who is anybody applied? Um, the Human Rights Commission, um, I alerted them to this option. And the way they did, actually, you know what? The way the Human Rights Commission did it is they don't have a designated person like the Disabilities Issues Committee does. Um, I alerted them like, hey, you know, you could do this. And they just had uh, volunteers. And so, you know, three or four people volunteered to participate in this. And I requested a pad, like the staff create a packet of the applications and like um, remove identifying information and just send it on. And they had quite an, a fruitful meeting I attended. Um, and then they came up with a pretty, a pretty clear explanation that was sent to the mayor of like, these are the candidates that we think would support our commission best. And these are how we rank them. Um, so yeah, it could be ad hoc, actually. If you wanted in this particular meeting to just say who's interested in sitting down and looking at these applications, um, you could do that that way. That's the way the Human Rights Commission did it. I know we're getting kind of off of topic here, but uh, maybe we should have that question at the end of this discussion and you know, off the chance for people to volunteer. But um, I... Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, the, the, what Travis had brought up um, about deciding if we're going to have designees, like, or you know, designated people to to talk with council members about uh, the right to a new language, since the resolution we passed does say we want to be involved in this process. Um, Travis, I believe you proposed um, the our two members who are lawyers and the chair. Uh, is anybody else interested in being part of that group of people if we think this is a good idea? So I guess, first of all, let me take a step back. Do we think that this is a good idea to designate a small group of people to talk with the, the council members about the issues and, and kind of resolve um, any mm -hmm. any amendments to the language for right to renew? AJ? I think it's a great idea. I think it would speed things along tremendously and the work that your smaller body has been doing thus far has been right on. So uh, I, I think it would help tremendously to have that in place going forward. Thank you very much, Jim. 
-hmm. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I think Hannah, Hannah, had you mentioned before that you wanted to be involved? I was, and also I think I will hold things up schedule-wise. So I like the idea yeah. of it being you three, but I appreciate okay. it. Just want to make sure. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Um, uh, we had a conversation about the, uh, about the language a, a little while back with uh, Gil and Nick, I believe, and that was really helpful. Um, okay, Richa, go ahead. I think this is more of a clarification question or just a comment. Uh, so are we interested in remaining in the loop as the conversation moves forward within city council? Are, or are we interested in participating actively in sharing our reactions to how the language also changes? Because that's like a more active kind of participation versus receiving updates, which I think is great. Uh, and just a comment. The second point is that now with Right to Renew, there is an overlap between some commissioners and uh, the, the original group that had sort of proposed right to renew in the first place. But in future, if there are other campaigns or other forms of uh, like grassroots movements that put forth uh, like some kinds of amendments to Renters Commission, we might want to be answerable to those groups in some way as well. Basically, I don't want, like, I'm wondering if this is, this shouldn't replace an existing movement. So I know at this point, we don't have like an email, for instance, where that people could, through which people could reach us. But I think going forward, if like, the Renters Commission is probably a really excellent body to uh, like amplify uh, tenants' concerns, but it shouldn't like replace it in some way. So I think it would be nice to think about some way in which the Renters Commission can also keep like, relaying information back to tenants uh, rather than like coming in the way in some way. Just a thought. I think that's a good point. Um, I guess to answer Richard's question, the way I envisioned it is we would have both uh, to, to the beginning of your question, which was, I would like to have updates back to the, to the commission about what's being changed about the right to renew language. And also I would like some of our members to play an active role if they're willing in making those changes uh, to make sure that you know, a version of right to renew doesn't pass that we really just don't agree with. But I also think that the the people who originally proposed the language should definitely be involved as well. So I, I guess what I'm envisioning is having a few uh, people designated from this commission sit down with a couple council members who have concerns or other, you know, people from different commissions, whatever it is, um, as well as, the, the you know, some of the people in this campaign for right to renew uh, so that we have everybody in the same room. But I don't want to hold up because we asked to be involved in, the, in that process of, of the amendments, um, you know, as, a, as the Renters Commission, I don't want to hold up those amendments by saying, well, we need to wait until the next, uh, 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 um, you know, calendar meeting. Uh, I want to be able to continue forward with this. So uh, go ahead, Richa. Thanks, Zach. I just wanted to add that I'd be interested in participating in like the next steps, whether it's like, getting updates or thinking more about the language and how it evolves. 
there anybody else who's interested? I'll go ahead, Hannah. Um, no, not to join the group, but I was gonna say, feel free to um, push back, but I would rather see it move forward in whatever small group of people is interested, like represent us and accept changes. And I trust that the changes won't go out of the spirit of it um, to move it forward rather than waiting till the next meeting. Um, Others can push back, but I am comfortable with that so it doesn't keep playing ping pong between uh, changes with us. Thank you for that, Hannah. So it sounds like there is some um, agreement here that we should designate a group. Um, so I suppose everybody who's interested, uh, you know, feel free to speak up. I know that it seems like Nick is interested, Rich is interested. Gail, would you like to be? Yeah, Gail as well. Um, so that's three people so far. I'd be more than happy to be a part of <clears throat> the conversation, which would make it four people, I guess, three voting them. Well, ooh, so do we just count the voting members there, Travis? I, I see you shaking your head. It, 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 it only really matters if you were to start growing this group to be concerning about a quorum um i think i think the four of you are are perfectly fine yeah okay and i'm more than happy to switch in or you know try to switch off with somebody else who if, if you want to take a um a more engaged role within this process i'm more than happy to do so um okay so i'm just going to put this out here uh i guess it, if anybody has any any objections make that known I, I don't think it's, I don't think we necessarily need to take an official vote on this, but um, does anybody object to this group of four people, Nick, Gail, myself, and Richa being kind of the designees for the, for the body in, uh, in discussions about right to renew amendments? Okay, sounds good. And uh, I also feel strongly that we should report back to the commission um, we're able to send updates to Kristen, to the commission, if there's something very significant and, you know, everybody just don't reply all don't, I guess, just don't reply period. We'll be very thoughtful about, you know, how, how we do those updates and we'll definitely update you at the next, uh, official renters commission meeting. And if you feel like this group of designated people have, are not representing the commission very well, you're also welcome to give a, a comment to the, uh, the city council or just email saying, you know, speaking up as a commission. Okay. Any other points on 6-B, the right to renew update? Okay, seeing none, we'll move to 6-C, discussion of tenants town hall planning committee, um, an update on allowing in-person meetings. Go ahead, Travis. So, sorry, I'm, I, am, I have one more question uh, that I wrote down as a question that maybe hasn't been answered yet for the last one. Um, you kind of you asked kind of the body a question about whether or not you wanted you and Nick were kind of going back and forth about whether or not more outreach needed to happen. And I think the group, maybe the group of four of you can decide that going forward. But I don't know if you kind of want the body's decision on whether or not you feel that enough feedback has been provided already. Yeah, I guess I'll open that up to everybody. Um, do we feel that we need to do more outreach to any constituent group? 
I'll just add that um, I do plan on talking uh, further with Jordan, um, this, uh, the, the, the landlord who emailed us. Um, but go ahead, Richa. I just wanted to, again, like forward a concern from an, another tenant organizer. Uh, I mean, the renters commission objective is to gather and really deliberate on renters' perspectives, issues, concerns, and things like that. So when it comes to gathering landlord perspectives, it's just a question around whose responsibility that is at the city level. Uh, it, again, like we know that the Renters Commission has non-voting seats and platforms like public comment time and anyone can email the Renters Commission at any point, but just at the city level, like is it the Renters Commission's responsibilities? It's city government. Is it uh, just just a question about like who should be thinking about things like this? I mean, tenants have been talking about concerns with like ELO and things like that for a while, like over a year. So, in the interest of like those concerns, I feel like uh, there was a lot of time for discussion and to hear landlords out. I suppose if the council members feel that there's something very urgent that they, or, or a good, con, you know, a valid concern uh, from a landlord that they've received by email, they can always send that, you know, send that on to the rest of the group. Um, go ahead, Nick. Right. I was looking for, um, in the agenda, I thought that there was something about uh, sort of an education aspect for the commission. Um, let me see if I can dig that up. And, you know, I it, I think it's in our work plan. Um, you know, we, I'm looking at that now, the town hall meetings, learning about the inspection process, um, investigating current landscape of landlords, et cetera, how much vacancies there are, many, many other things that even those of us who are, you know, housing advocates or somehow involved in local rental housing, we might not know the answers to all those questions, and it's helpful, for example, to know about those things. Um, I don't know. So if we could combine maybe a town hall aspect or listening tour with the self-education thing, I think that would be great. I mean, we also bring a diverse and um, deep body of knowledge, uh, given everybody's individual um, background and work that they do. So we all have that with each other as well, but it's um, kind of an ongoing process. So if we could continue our work, continue our self-education and be listening to our constituents uh, at the same time, we're still involved in this process. I think that would be great. And the final point that I would want to make though, and somebody raised this earlier, I mean, this is just how legislation is made, right? I mean, we can craft something, but we have no control over the final outcome. We can try to influence it. We could try to talk to our city council people, et cetera, but ultimately it's going to be their decision. Sometimes it can be really frustrating, you know, if you start out with one, um, you know, one thing and, and it, you know, goes awry, um, turns into something else. But our role is, 
not to pass the final legislation. Our role is to try to give the best product we can to city council and answer those questions the best of our ability and then leave it to them. Thank you, Nick. Go ahead, Hannah. Um, I just want to agree with like what Nick was just saying and then also what um, Risho was just saying about um, that we are not the final people on this. And I'm not saying I want to ignore the perspective like all the landlords in Ann Arbor, but I think there are paths for them to contact us during a public comment period. And I think since we are not the final step, there are still paths beyond this commission for them to contact. So um, I trust our smaller group and at council meetings like for uh, people to have that path. And I don't, I personally don't think that we need to hold up by having our own route to landlords in this commission here. I mean, proactively versus our public comment period. I definitely agree with you, Hannah. Um, I think, you know, landlords and property managers have had the same opportunities to contact us as tenants have. Um, and the same goes for city council. Okay. Are there any other points uh, about the right to renew update before we move on to six, six dash six dash C. Okay. Uh, Kristen, it says here that you wanted to leave that. Yeah, I have just a couple of updates about that. There was some interest from the commission about holding in-person or hybrid meetings for um, town hall style meetings. Um, the city has I've requested um, to see what the options are for a commission like the renters commission. There are commission, commissions and boards at the city that meet in-person decision-making boards like the Planning Commission or the Zoning Board of Appeals. And then there's a really large amount that are only permitted to meet electronically because of the pandemic. Um, and so the city isn't ready to um, have, I guess, kind of move from that with unless um, it's kind of a like a socially distant or like a little bit of a safer situation. Um, so the city has explained that they would allow town hall style meetings at the farmer's market, similar to the way that the um, independent community police oversight commission has met. Um, so the in-person option is at the farmer's market, um, but that's the only meeting like that that has taken place uh, post-pandemic or during pandemic. So if there are other venues or ideas that you have, I'd be happy to propose them um, to staff, but there just is no um, precedent. So that's kind of the only idea that's uh, kind of floating around for something like this. So I'd be happy to propose something else if you were interested. Um, and then if there was anyone else interested in joining the Tenants Town Hall Planning Committee. I'm going to be reaching out to that group uh, this week to try to get something scheduled soon. So please let me know. Yes, question. Um, thank you very much, Kristen. I really appreciate the update. Um, I can think of, first of all, I really like the idea of, of the farmer's market. That seems like a really ideal location. 
um, especially since it's enclosed, like it has, you know, the, uh, the roof mm -hmm. shelter. And I guess some other alternatives, although I, I personally prefer that one, uh, would be like, I know there's Liberty Plaza. And I heard something about being able to use the um, uh, the center of the city area. There's a permit for uh, um, system for that, but I know that the parks department really wants people to use the uh, Liberty Plaza. So that's an, that is another alternative, although it's not enclosed. So if there's rain, we'd have a problem. <clears throat> um, close downtown options like that, especially if it's a city, um, a city park, makes it really easy to facilitate, um, like having chairs delivered and set up uh, for a meeting like that. So that's good. Uh, Patrick. Well, you're muted. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, so if we did the, uh, the like farmer's market or outdoor option, that, would that just be then strictly an in-person gathering or is the city able to provide uh, remote access for virtual attendees um, for like an outdoor venue? We were discussing that today and to my knowledge, that is not what um, ICPOC did when they were meeting at the farmer's market. I could be mistaken, but I don't think they were able to do that. We were kind of brainstorming today how we could make it inclusive for people who wanted to attend um, virtually and still hear and see the same things as the people who were there. We haven't come to something that we feel like is a good option yet, um, but we're definitely open to ideas. Thanks. Are there any other items? Um, you've, uh, there's been some discussion today about some priorities maybe for the, like some stakeholder priorities or some topic priorities. Are there anything else like that? Um, that would be worthwhile to bring up now so we can note. Um, and then discuss at the committee meeting. There were some comments about uh, student, landlord, um, any like specific perspectives you were looking at. Um, I know this isn't 100% kind of our jurisdiction. Well, I mean, it, it sort of is, but it's also overlaps with the housing commission. I'm very interested to hear from maybe the tenants uh, in the public house, like the public rental housing units um, about what the situation is there. I think it'd also be helpful to talk with some of the members of the housing commission, generally trying to, trying to hear from low, lower income tenants would be really nice. Um, but I, did, I certainly wanna make sure we hear from non-student tenants as well. Although, you know, a large portion of the tenants in the city are students, but a lot of them aren't. So definitely some non-student tenants. So um, also this is a random uh, thing that I think we should all be uh, aware of. Apparently the kind of the rental area that's like managed by the rental housing services um, office isn't exactly like the Ann Arbor city limits. So there are sections that are, you know, there are addresses within Ann Arbor that aren't managed like the, you know, the, the bureaucratic side of things aren't managed by the rental housing services 
um, office of Ann Arbor. Instead, they're managed by like, I think another municipalities. So it's just something to be aware of. I know that uh, something that was told to me about uh, rental, uh, by someone from the rental uh, housing services office was that like, if you look at a map and you kind of take the, the main highways, most of what's in between, you know, between the main highway, the main four highways, um, is within Ann Arbor's zone. So I just wanted to make that clear because I do want to engage some people kind of on the outskirts of Ann Arbor, but want to make sure that we're hitting people uh, who actually are affected by the laws in, in Ann Arbor. So maybe some um, like emphasis on within the city, but maybe um, some of the surrounding townships that are super close and people who get on um, people who are on the same transit lines and things like that. Um, okay. Yeah. And I just, I want to make sure that we hear from the proper people. Cause if we end up having a town hall, that's focused on people kind of like on the outskirts of town. And it turns out we actually have a lot of people showing up with problems that aren't, that we can't necessarily directly help them with then. And that would be kind of problematic. So I, I don't know how we address that, but I just want to put that out there. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, I don't want to take up too much time or space because I asked to be on the smaller committee, but I just do agree with uh, a lot of what has just been said. I know the previous meeting also, it's come up that maybe if student in the renter community, if students are more actively engaged, it might have to do with outreach channels. So maybe thinking about really, uh, putting in some work into reaching out to tenants who are who pursue other occupations, there must be uh, reasons why. Also, like they might be busier, or like there might be you know times of the day when you just can't reach them. So, they're really thinking about how to reach constituents who are not affiliated with the university. If that's through local organizations or uh, anything else, that would be nice. Maybe different wards as well. Uh, we have in our experience found that like Ward 1, Ward 4, those are also affected in different ways than other wards. So maybe um, some ward level outreach. I think Zach, you made a really good point about type of housing as well, like this public housing. We know that... Uh, some types of housing are not even affected. Like the, the laws don't apply to them. So yeah, targeting accordingly makes sense. But I had some other thoughts around, uh, yeah, even participation during the town hall, like what's a way to, like oftentimes fewer people share for like a longer period of time. Like maybe like five people end up speaking more, but there's like a hundred attendees. So are there like little tools uh, I know when we did a town hall last year, it was Geo and maybe even Travis also participated in like polls and things like that. So that's just another way to get more like quick answers about very like key questions uh, from more people, even if they don't like speak up at the time. So just like little, I had a few thoughts, which I will share in a separate meeting and then we can talk more later, but just more participation would be interesting. Thank you. There are no other comments about this item. Um, I will be in contact with the members of this committee. And if you are interested, uh, please let me know and I'll include you in that. Um, 
So we can move on to the next item. Um, oh, the next item is, so attached to the agenda was kind of a, an informal summary provided by um, city staff and rental housing services about the process for taking in a complaint. Because um, that was just something that the commission had previously asked about. If you have any other questions or other information that you're looking for, please let me know and I can work with rental housing to um, provide that for you. Um, but this is a good opportunity for any discussion about that. Or uh, like I said, let me know if you have questions. I am still expecting um, some communication from um, an inspector about the inspection process. I know that was also of interest to the commission and I just haven't received it yet, um, but I anticipate it in time for the next meeting. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, not sure you're saying. Yes, go sorry. Ahead to, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, ahead Nick. Uh, one of the things that I might be interested in learning more about from uh, perhaps the city attorney or the inspection officer, how enforcement would work under the um, proposed ordinance that we have. What would the city's enforcement mechanism look like? You know, how the, just the process, how would a complaint be made? you know, sort of walking us through that, that would be helpful to know. I promoted John Reiser back in. I'm not sure if he'll have a response prepared. Um, oh, you're muted. I mean, I don't need to know that necessarily tonight. But, you know, no, you're, you're not gonna because that's a great question. <laughs> it, that's a great question. And that's something that ultimately it's the uh, uh, city administrators you know, prerogative to decide whether this mm -hmm. is going to go in, in, in who shop. Right. Are there sufficient resources to do this? Uh, are the rental housing people who are trained and funded on code and construction operations sufficiently trained to uh, do a deeper dive into leases and the summary proceedings act? Mm -hmm. So um, getting a law passed is one thing, uh, getting staff up to speed with the knowledge and the resources to enforce it is another. Thanks, John. Um, I just wanted to uh, mention that I did speak with someone from the Rental Housing Services Office, as I mentioned earlier, and um, they had the same questions as, you know, who would be in charge of enforcing it? And that's definitely something that needs clarification. Um, I know that there was mention in the ordinance of a court issuing um, any sort of order that would be necessary to enforce it. But I don't know the process that would lead up to that, I guess. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's it. So go ahead, Elizabeth. Uh, go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I had, I, probably had a conversation similar to what you had um, with a, a wrapper up someone in our enforcement rental housing office about 
how frustrating it was for the to enforce the early leasing ordinance because there was a lot of back and forth between the complaints that she was receiving being sent to the legal department and um, not being clear answer not they're not being clear answers and um, I think I I would be interested in having a better understanding or a clearer um, establishment of boundaries in terms of where our our lawyers on this commission are permitted to interact with the city legal department. Um, we're kind of at a disadvantage in terms of how the relationship is understood and what people feel comfortable sharing. Um, like who's the, who's the client is a conversation that I had. Um, whether or not our city's legal department is empowered to interact only with city council members or whether they're empowered to speak openly with legal expertise on this commission. That's a conversation that I, I'm not exactly sure who to direct that to. Maybe Atling Tower is who I need to talk to about that, but I think that's something to think about moving forward. At the previous Renters Commission meeting, um, the commission also was interested in learning about um, kind of some information on enforcement about the early leasing ordinance, about complaints, um, and what that was looking like for renters and um, rental housing services. And staff is working on putting a report together for that. Rental housing services um, is in the process of doing that right now. So I anticipate that also for the next meeting. And again, if there's anything specific you would like um, included, please let me know and I'll try to find out um, if it's something that can be provided. Um, it is seeming like anything with personal or identifying information is not going to be included um, just with the nature of rental housing complaints. So. Yeah, um, I just wanted to mention as well that I did speak to a tenant at length about a situation. Actually, we heard from this tenant, and I think that he explained the situation um, to all of us. But they, uh, he found out that there was a pretty severe safety uh, hazard in, in the basement where there was um, an unlicensed or, I guess, unpermitted water heater it was very close to flammable containers that was not that part was not up to code and at the same time there was also uh, a lack of working uh, smoke detectors i think and in, in that same room so it was kind of like a terrible you know the 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 situation that crazy situation that you think will never happen but it did and um nobody in the building was informed of that when the inspectors came and found that situation so i think that he was expressing some frustration and concerns that every all the tenants should be aware of that that was a violation that was found and um when i spoke to the, somebody at the uh, rental housing services office they said well it's on e-track it e-track it is this database if you're not familiar it has all 
permits and locations for the rental houses, uh, rental housing units in the city. Um, and it was there. Um, but the thing is, almost nobody knows what E-Track it is and tenants don't really look at that. And so her point was all the information is there, but, and people should check it. But the problem is people don't do that. So how, how do we reconcile that? I mean, um, I, I want to make sure that tenants know about severe safety violations um, in their units, uh, because that could really definitely um, uh, change whether or not they want to re renew their lease with a, with a landlord that, you know, uh, that does that sort of thing or not. And it's just one example. Thanks, um, kind of in a similar vein, uh, Kristen, I, I would find it helpful. I, I completely understand a reason for not including um, identifying information of complainants in, uh, in this process or this report, but I do think it would be helpful for the body and to know if there are consistent or patterns, I guess, in verified complaints being, uh, being found to have to have been sustained. Um, if, if there are particular bad actors or particular properties that have a pattern of violating ELO, I do think it is valuable information for us to know um, if, you know, we find that there were, you know, a dozen, for example, complaints and 11 of them were against the same landlord, we may find that actually there has been relatively strong compliance. But if there are, you know, 12 different complaints, I'll from 12 different landlords, um, that's important information to know. So if that is possible, I think having, having information about who the complaints have been filed against would be helpful. Thank you. And I'll just quickly add about e-tracket. I think uh, this ties in well with uh, events like a, like a town hall. I think it can be too, the information can flow two ways. I, I feel like it's possible that renters will even want to attend if they know that they learn something from the experience. Oftentimes, uh, yeah, I think in, now it's been almost two years in Ann Arbor and I've been involved in planning two town halls on a smaller scale and it really differs matters how like what we're offering at the event so i do feel like drawing attention to tools like e-tracket uh, would be helpful i'm looking at the website and uh, there are steps so maybe it's also about like, how we package the information i i don't remember off the top of my head but i think at some city where the city's ordinance like dif ordinances differ from what prevails at the state level they do have like pdfs like ex quick explainers about how things that are unique to the city like function. So maybe these are also things that we could always work on, but uh, it seems like a great thing to bring up at a town hall. Uh, also, just really briefly on that front, to the, to the extent that there are, I know that some of this information has been challenging for tenants to find on the city website, um, to the extent that folks are hearing consistent 
complaints about aspects of the website that are difficult for folks to find and things like that, that we are undergoing a, a process of, of updating and uh, uh, refreshing our website. Uh, so there's an opportunity for us to make sure that we are getting in front of the right people what needs to be centered on you know, a tenants rights page or things like that. And so if there are particular things that you think are difficult to find or difficult for people to understand, let us know that also. Thank you. Are there any other items or comments? Good. I will uh, turn it back over to you, Zachariah. Okay, thank you. And thanks for those discussions, everybody. Um, let's see, we are now in uh, 6-E, the work plan update. Uh, Gil and I met uh, I think a couple weeks ago to talk about the work plan and kind of reorganize it a little bit. So we took a lot of most of the ideas. I think we, we tried to get as many as possible that had been proposed by the commission and kind of separate it into three categories um, so that we can go about um, prioritizing them, uh, these different ideas. And so there was an email sent out 10 hours ago by Kristen that includes the, uh, a link to a Google form uh, that says work plan prioritization. And so it might not be the most user-friendly, but I, I just wanna show everybody here. Um, we took all the ideas that are in that PDF that's linked in the agenda, and we put it here where um, everything's you know, ranked. So I would encourage you all to read through all of these in the, th in the three sections, and then rank them one, two, three, four, where one is the highest priority and, you know, um, uh, it depends on the number for each section for how many points there are. Uh, so the three categories are one, commissioner education. So educating all of us about the different issues in the city. Uh, second category is uh, possible legislation and reform that we might advocate for. That was a major part of the resolution that founded the Renters Commission is proposing new legislation. And then category three, which is tenant education. Um, how do we get the word out about the, our current rules and any new rules regarding being a tenant uh, to all the tenants in our city? And then th there's also an open-ended question here that you can choose to fill out if not, you know, if, if you want, uh, for any additional priority suggestions uh, that we didn't get in there. Are there any questions about this form or the work plan? Okay, so, oh, go ahead, Hannah. Thanks, just a quick question. Um, thank you for making this. I thought the, the PDF and the form itself are really great and helpful. Um, my only thing is, I don't know others' opinion on this, but I was curious if we need the right to renew in the town halls in these rankings um, because, we know, because we're already working on them as a priority. I just don't know if that would mess up, um, I don't know our data on ranking them. I'm fine to still rank them. I just know that we're already making sure that they're a priority. 
it's a very good point. Um, I think personally, this is a suggestion to the commission is we could just leave them in there and ignore that spot that might um, confuse things. But ha has anybody filled this out, Kristen? Do you happen to know? Not as of uh, around 5 p.m. today, but um, okay. I can check. Because if no one's filled it out, then I think that we should just remove those too. It's a very good point, Hannah. I agree. I think that would be fine. Okay. Travis? Um, the the only suggestion that I had, if you and if you are working to potentially remove right to renew from possible legislation, um, I know right to counsel is up under commissioner education, but there has also been some discussion already about whether or not we should follow that up with a potential potential ordinance. I know that council member song has had a conversation with me and hopes to eventually um, suggest something to, to renters commission to look at. And so um, that may be uh, something you could sub substitute out there um, and include it in possible legislation. Does anybody have, uh, you know, I guess take objection with that? Take issue with that suggestion there? No? Okay, then I think we should go ahead and move that, the um, right to counsel into the legislation category. I wholeheartedly agree that that's a very important issue that we should uh, start to discuss and hopefully follow up with action. I know that uh, the city of Detroit, I think this is in the, the PDF, but the city of Detroit just recently allocated funds to right to counsel for low income tenants, which is very in a very interesting idea. And I, I hope that it's uh, already effective. Okay, any other uh, questions about the work plan prioritization form? Okay, Kristen, do you mind making those edits to the form, please? Yep, absolutely. Thank you. And I encourage everybody to fill that out. Um, sometime after this meeting, uh, the sooner the better, I think. Okay, then we can move on to the next point on the agenda, which is 6-F, plan for September 15th, 2022 meeting, which is our next scheduled meeting. Um, so I, I guess some things that we know that we've talked about already discussing at the, the next meeting. Number one is at least get an update about how the right to a new language has changed, if at all. And maybe an update from the town hall group if they've met already. I think it would be two good points to have on the agenda. Is there anything else? Richard? I think we briefly discussed uh, the non-voting landlord seats, like how what that process is going to look like. So maybe between this and that, there's a way to look at the applications and decide something. Yes, that's a good point. We didn't decide on that yet. Um, so I guess a question is, do we want to have a uh, kind of similar, I did deja vu here, but a smaller group of the commission to look over the applications and then make a recommendation to the mayor for his appointment? Um, I think that there was some people who are interested in that. 
do we just want to have some volunteers? Is that how we want to do that? That seems like it'd be a good way to involve everybody who's interested. Is anybody, uh, go ahead, Travis. I was just going to also add that um, it is, you could absolutely certainly kind of do this as a, as a rotating group. Some of the commissions that I serve on also have the chair, vice chair, and council liaisons meet. I think every commission does it a little differently. And so I think you guys can kind of figure out how you want to go about kind of adding your voice to that appointment process um, yourselves. I will also say, I think, so there right now, there are only, I believe there are only two people who have applied for the landlord perspective non-voting seats. Um, so to the extent that the body or the subgroup would not be happy making a recommendation for either of those people, um, there may need to be some additional outreach if you want to, to get a more diverse group of people applying. Um, I will say, I think we've been, it, it has been out there. And so uh, similar to what Richard had said before, you know, folks have had an opportunity to apply. <laughs> um, it is not like, uh, like landlords are, are not aware that those, that that application is open. So, um, so it, it's really up to you guys, how you want to decide going about that. And then um, this is maybe a question for Kristen. Um, for the remaining uh, voting seat, there is also, and this is a decision maybe the body can make at some point, there is there is uh, Karen Wanza, who is the HHSAB liaison, also had applied to be on the Renters Commission. I know that, I don't believe she has attended this meeting yet. Uh, Kristen, has she been included in the invites for it? I just want to know that, because I know at some point there was maybe some possibility, since she may be here already, that she may want to serve in a dual capacity as well, if that was something the body was interested in once they met her. I believe that she was included. Um, I'd be happy to double check and make sure that she's included moving forward if she wasn't. Um, but I think that she was. Okay, thanks. I'll add that my experience with other uh, boards and committees and commissions has been that um, if there are a lot of applicants, which happens sometimes, sometimes um, folks apply to, when you apply there, you can check a lot of uh, the boards and commissions at the city. So sometimes there just are a lot of applicants. Staff has provided um, a smaller set of maybe five or six uh, to us to a group on the committee or commission um, which has been the chair and vice chair um, but definitely a group of other members would be fine too so I think this is appropriate um, any thoughts about what those you know what that group should be should consist of uh, you know which members? I kind of like the idea of doing a rotating group. Uh, people can just volunteer and try to get a different group each time. We could have a list and go down the list and assign that, you know, assign that role to, to people. I think any of these systems would work, to be honest. Any preferences? 
Go ahead, Richard. I'm so sorry, but can you please repeat? Like, can you summarize the question again for me? I okay. love that. Well, we have to decide how we review applica uh, applications, and we are going to get applications in the future anyway, as people leave the commission and we need more people, you know. So I guess the question is how, as other commissions have, have done, you know, have had smaller groups to, that make recommendations to the mayor, should we do this? You know, I, I think we should do the same, should, but that's an open question. And if so, what is that small group going to consist of? You know, which members are going to serve in that capacity? It's, it is important that we decide this, I feel, because we do have two applications. Um, and, and I would also say that, I mean, the, the mayor will, will eventually fill vacancies, particularly as you are getting closer to, you know, a, a struggle with quorum and things like that. But so, so I would suggest that it is to your benefit to be making recommendations uh, so that your voice is heard in that process. <clears throat> Okay, I suppose I will propose just the chair, the vice chair, and two volunteers, and we'll try to get different a different group of volunteers each time, if that's uh, possible. Does anybody have comments or concerns about that? Okay, I guess, Kristen, should we take a vote on this? Just so... No, I don't need okay. to. Um, we'll just do um, an email out um, just to that small. That would be fine. That's perfect. Okay. Any other thoughts about that we're still on 6-F? Um, before we move on, nothing else on 6-F? The plan for our next meeting? Hannah? Um, did we already say is the plan to go over the priority rankings for the work plan? Um, I think I was getting okay. ahead of myself. Yes. So oh, cool. um, the uh, I guess I, a question I have is uh, the work plan, the results of the prioritization form, is that going to impact what our agenda is for, for our next meeting? Is that what you're asking or? Um, I guess so, because I guess, um, no, not not like I guess impact the agenda. I just assume there would be like a discussion of the outcome of that. And I mean, I was I, thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yes. So I'm okay. definitely in favor of having that on the next agenda, a discussion of the prioritization form results. Okay. Yeah. I would like to, I mean, it might be getting ahead of that meeting, but like, once we have that, I feel like we can discuss what other committees should be created to like get moving on all these other smaller things. Uh, sure. Great. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Anything else for the agenda for our next meeting? Um, oh, you know, I do have something to add actually. I, I was hoping to get, maybe a short presentation from, if, if they're willing, Gail and Lucy, unfortunately Lucy's not here, but regarding what the current situation is in the city um, with waitlist deposits, because we've heard some feedback on, you know, that that's, that the current system's a problem. In fact, uh, I spoke to 
um, a landlord. I, yeah, I think I can say uh, Jordan else uh, who, who did email us. She mentioned that there was a group of tenants who um, lost $14,000 at a different, you know, it's, it's not one of her properties, but a different property somewhere in town. It was a large group of tenants, but $14,000 is an enormous amount of money. So um, that seems pretty pressing to be honest. So I, I, um, that's fine. I, I will, I will connect with Lucy, but, and I would ask that if, if any of you have specific information about a specific landlord or, you know, just send it to one of us so that we, because I've compiled it from students that I worked with over the, you know, the last couple months. Um, but you know, there, there's, I know there's quite a bit more out there. So, you know, any, any information you have, I know a lot of landlords, property management companies send out letters at a certain point saying, here's going to be, you know, here's our process coming, you know, moving forward. So if you have those letters, you can redact the the names of the tenants and send it to me. That would be great. Okay. So just to repeat, if you have, if you hear from any tenants or if you have one of these yourself, um, like a, a description of, um, the waitlist deposits, redact them, and then send them on to Gail. And Gail, you're, you said that you're willing to do a short presentation, right? Wonderful. So it's another thing to add on to the agenda for our next meeting. Anything else? Okay, if you think of anything, feel free to send that on to Kristen. All right. So. I think we can move on unless there's any anybody else who has any uh, points for business. Um, on to seven on the agenda, which is communications. Um, let's see. This, Kristen, you wanted to present, so go ahead if you'd like um, to. Thank you. Um, attached to the agenda is that analysis of Detroit landlords that Richa provided. Um, she sent over that, sent that over to me um, to communicate to all of you. And it really aligned with um, some other things that you were interested in learning about. So that's also attached to the PDF um, that was sent out with the survey. And then I have a couple of updates. Um, let's see. The Renters Commission webpage um, is available online as of today. And that's um, a2gov.org slash renters commission. And it has a kind of general setup right now, really similar to what other boards and commissions have. Um, but if you have any interest in adding anything or um, including any parts to um, be communicating with the public about anything specific, I'd be happy to add that um, or work with other staff to get it added. Um, and then another update on an email address for the commission. We're still working on having a renter's commission email address created, um, but there will be a renter's commission email address that will go to um, staff that will just be a direct email address. Right now we're directing the public to contact city clerk at a2gov.org um, in the meantime, but after the renters commission email address is set up, that will be a really direct way for uh, the public to get in contact with you. Okay. Any questions or um, 
anytime anything you'd like included on the website. Um, feel free to email me too if you have a chance to take a look and then let me know. It was just this afternoon it was published, so it hasn't been very long. Also, um, if you're familiar with Gov Delivery, I think that I don't remember their name. The caller from the Housing and Human Services Advisory Board at a previous meeting suggested Gov Delivery. Um, we've set up a Gov Delivery channel, and a link to subscribe to that is included on the Renters Commission webpage. And there are three subscribers other than myself already. So feel free to subscribe um, or encourage others to subscribe. I plan to regularly send out the meeting agendas with that link. Um, but if the Renters Commission has anything else they'd like to communicate with subscribers, like upcoming town hall meetings, or if there's like a deadline for something, that'd be a great way to, to get the word out. <clears throat> okay. That's all I have to report their community. Thank you very much, Kristen. That's really exciting that we have three subscribers. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I expected it to be um, staff, like maybe communication staff, because that's who set it up. And I wasn't aware, appeared to be uh, non-staff email addresses. So. Hold on. Travis? Uh, I think, you know, we can also... Uh, encourage people through through our channels as council members, and I'll talk to some colleagues as well about sharing it out to their networks so that we can try to get more people subscribed so that you can start filling that that uh, list up. Thank you. Or if there's any um, direction you'd like staff to take about um, that too with city social media or next door or anything, reach out. Sorry again, I feel like I totally missed something here. Where is the link? Like, where can I find the link to the web page? Or... Thank you. That's a good question. So something else I'm working on is to have the page show up as a result when someone types in Renters Commission on the city's webpage. We don't have that set up yet because the page was just published today. But the short link is a2gov.org slash Renters Commission. It also can be found if you kind of go through several links on the city clerk's page, but we are definitely um, trying to get it to show up if someone types in renters or renters commission. Right now, it's not any of the results, um, but we, I have an IT ticket in for that. We could also add a link on the meeting agenda to could add that to our to our uh, kind of standard closing. There's information at the very end of the agenda about um, accessibility and uh, like accommodations and um, the <clears throat> broadcasting info. So I can add it there also. Are we good to move on, Kristen? Yes, I'm all set. Thanks. Thank you so much, Kristen. And thank you for your work. I really do appreciate that. I know we all appreciate that very deeply. So, um, well, that brings us to our last point on the agenda, which is adjournment. Do we have a motion to adjourn the meeting? Yes. 
our second uh this is our second official meeting right this is the regular meeting the second um, uh, regular meeting rather yes do we have a motion i'll so move wonderful we have a second i second seconded by aj okay um all in favor say aye Aye. Aye. All those opposed, say nay. With that, we are adjourned. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Everybody.